Avast there. It be too late to alter course, mateys. The Nautilus can dive safely below the violence of ocean storms. Surface vessels are not so fortunate. Witness the evidence of their fate. I did not guide you, my child. You listened to your heart. Now follow it to wherever you need to go. You know I'll always be here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, now that we know my time machine operates flawlessly, who would like to travel into the future? Hold it. You're putting people in this thing on purpose? Chill, Blinky. I'm on a roll. Now, any volunteers? Hey, thanks, everybody. You know, your foe knows a thing or two about eating, right? Take it from the pick of the crop. Ladies and gentlemen, the And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 155 for the week of January 24th, 2010. In this week's Walt Disney World news, we'll talk about a new corporate sponsor, new construction, and a new name. In the rumor mill, we'll take a quick look at a possible new Disney resort of a different kind and a very interesting look at something that may be coming in the future. The weather in Walt Disney World often plays a factor in not just deciding when to go, but how to best enjoy the parks. And oftentimes, people are looking for the best ways to beat the Florida heat and stay cool. But what happens when the weather turns the holiday snow on Main Street, USA, from soap to the real thing. People are then faced with a new challenge, how to best stay warm and still enjoy all that Walt Disney World has to offer. So this week, we're going to look at the top 10 things to do when it's cold in Walt Disney World. I'll play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. In this week's Walt Disney World news, I asked a trivia question on the show about Walt Disney World corporate sponsors a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like Walt Disney World has signed on a new corporate sponsor, Stanley Works. The tool manufacturer has signed a multi-year contract, making it the official tool provider of Walt Disney World, and its logo has already started to appear on construction walls in the theme parks. The signs also feature quotes from Walt Disney, which I think are very cool, and the tools are now part of the garage area of the Lights Motor Action Stunt Show over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and look for tools to soon be added to the queue of Test Track in Epcot as well. Over at the Wide World of Sports, ESPN The Weekend is going to take place the last weekend of February. And just in time, the newly rebranded ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex is going to reopen under that new name and banner at that time as well. Stay tuned for more information and full coverage of ESPN The Weekend as we get closer to the event. Work is underway on two new eateries in World Showcase 
as the Cantina de San Angel in Mexico and the new quick service Naples Ristorante e Pizzeria next to the Tutto Italia restaurant in Italy are under construction. There's also some minor rehabs also going on over in China and in interventions as well. And in the necessary research trip for the show department, Disney last week announced the name for its Koalina Hawaii DVC resort. To be called Olani, the Disney resort and spa, it's going to be a 21-acre, 481-room Disney Vacation Club resort. The name Olani expresses a connection to tradition and deep storytelling, and its roots, according to Disney, are right there in that land according to Walt Disney Imagineering creative senior vice president Joe Rohde. Olani means the place that speaks for the great ones or the place that speaks with deep messages, according to Disney. Drawings and more information are available at Disney's official website, where you can also sign up to get free updates about the resort. I'll put a link to that in this week's show notes at wdwradio.com. It's been quite a while since we visited the Walt Disney World rumor mill, but some very interesting things have been crossing my desk in the past few weeks and months. Now, while I'm still looking into many of these further, let's just say that we may not have heard the last from Captain EO at Walt Disney World and some other new experiences that may be coming to the theme park soon. Now, outside the parks, During a trip of mine a couple of weeks ago, I noticed groundbreaking and some heavy construction across from Disney's Port Orleans resorts. Now, while Disney has made no formal announcements, this may be the new Best Friends Pet Care full-service luxury pet resort, which is going to include not just boarding, but grooming, pampering services from ice cream treats to bedtime stories, and yes, even leisure facilities for your pets. Yes, maybe even their own little doggy spa and pools. We'll stay tuned to hear officially from Disney exactly what's happening over there. Speaking of pools, a filing with the United States Patent Office by Disney was brought to my attention recently. Filed in 2008, but published just this past week, a patent for a, quote, rotating rides with interactive water features was applied for. Now, the details and drawings of the ride system are very, very interesting. It's described in part as, quote, a rotating ride for in-use amusement parks and other settings to provide passengers or park guests with an interactive water experience comprised of, in part, a body with a seat for a passenger connected to a support structure to rotate with the structure and further including a water release mechanism operable by the passenger to release water from the vehicle during the rotating of the vehicle assembly. So it sounds and looks, in addition to the passenger being able to control or shoot water from the vehicle, that additional water elements are in play as well. It goes on further to say that the present invention relates in general to water attractions and rides such as may be provided at water parks and amusement or theme parks, and more particularly to a water-based ride in which passengers in ride vehicles or on the ride are able to interact or play with water in a rotating ride. And looking at the diagrams, it appears as though this may be something they're looking at for implementation in a current or maybe even a new water park. 
the document's in relevant parts go on to elaborate about the background and need for this type of attraction. It speaks to what current water parks or recreation areas as well as resorts have to offer, as well as what types of water rides, amusement, and theme parks include as well. However, it does state that, quote, while exciting and largely popular, most existing water-based rides provide little opportunity for the passengers to control the experience. For example, most water rides in amusement or theme parks use chance and luck of positioning and timing to determine which passengers get wet or are placed near a spray of water. Other rides may move all the vehicles through water spray or even immersing passengers, but the passengers have no control or ability to adjust the experience as they know each time to take the ride, it's going to be about the same as the last time. Some of the more popular water slides are ones in which the participants can change their speed, direction, and other aspects by adjusting their weight, holding their body, etc. This interaction increases the enjoyment and ride designers continue to look for ways to provide water-based attractions that provide more guest interaction. It goes on to discuss the challenges for water attractions and ride designers, such as size and cost associated with it, installation, operation, and maintenance. It also goes on to talk about the need for more water attractions and rides that address the demand for interactive and unique water experiences that can be provided with a small footprint and relatively inexpensive to install, operate, and maintain. So I'm going to link in the show notes this week at wdwradio.com to a PDF of the application and some very interesting, very detailed drawings in the show notes. I'm going to invite you to take a look, post in the forums or post on Facebook. Let me know what you think of the ride system, what this may be talking about, maybe where we might see something like this and the idea of this interactive water-based attraction for a theme park or a water park might be, again, look for the show notes to discuss this and to find the PDF over at wdwradio.com. You'll find a link right in the show notes to the forums at WDW Radio, where you can log in, discuss this story, anything else you've heard on the show, as well as any other news or rumors that you want to share. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. We often talk about the best times of year to visit Walt Disney World. And while there certainly are no bad times to go, there are reasons to visit throughout the year depending on a variety of factors, school and work schedules, special events, holidays, and even the seasons. Because yes, the weather can often play a role in deciding when is best to go. Because for some, 200 degree, 99% humidity in the middle of the Florida summer is not everyone's cup of tea. And yes, going in the late fall and winter to Walt Disney World can afford a comfortable, less crowded, except for the holidays, of course, vacation. 
But alas, the weather may also be a double-edged sword. For as it can be your best friend, it can sometimes be a wicked stepsister. We've talked about enjoying and exploring Walt Disney World in the rain a few months back on show 115. As you know, April showers, well, you get the idea. But recently, Walt Disney World visitors experienced something that was kind of foreign to them in the theme parks. And I don't mean soapy snow on Main Street, but real snow and sleet falling from a chilly early morning marathon sky. And as one of those people who was out there cheering on marathon runners on said street and in said cold snow and sleet, I can tell you that throughout the day, instead of looking for that oft-elusive place to stay cool in Walt Disney World, we were instead looking for ways and places to get warm. So today, we're going to look at our top, notice I didn't say 10, although that is the plan, (laughs) things to do when it's cold in Walt Disney World. And when you think of people that make you all warm and fuzzy, you think of none other than my friend and my partner on Celebrations Magazine, Tim Hot Cocoa Foster. Uh, see, that's a nickname I can live with now. Because that means everyone's <laughs> going to send me a box of hot cocoa. We'll see if that sticks, right? Samantha Brown. <laughs> well, I got too much. I already got enough cream spinach, so I don't need any more of that. <laughs> and I have more bananas than I care to count. Hot cocoa and funnel cake is nice, though. Mm. Nice, right? A yeah. nice, chilly Walt Disney World afternoon. Uh, Tim, because I got to tell you, uh, I was was there a couple of weeks ago. We talked about this for Marathon Weekend. Look, I've been going to Walt Disney World since I was three, and I have never experienced the cold like we did a couple of weeks ago. 30 degrees, sleet. I told the story about my friend who's a Floridian who didn't realize what what the symbol was on his iPhone's weather app, (laughs) and it was for sleet. And there are people out there buying gloves and blankets and wool hats and furry foster mittens and a lot of hoodie sweatshirts that weekend. And I was asked literally no less than 10 times during the live show and over the weekend to do a top 10 places to get warm or a top 10 things to do when it's cold. So you asked, I listened, and thus I get Tim Foster out of his warm bed and footy pajamas to join me. So this is, you know, it's funny, Tim, because we always, like I said, talk about ways to stay cool and how to stay cool and things to drink when it's hot. And last week was the polar opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> Pun intended. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, how'd you know I had feet on my pajamas? I can read you like a... My, web, my webcam's <laughs> off. I don't know how you... <laughs> I, I, you know, the other thing I want to add as a, as a resident of the Northeast and you being a former resident of the Northeast, um, and us also having had a uh, house guest from Norway stay with us over Christmas, I can collectively say from all of us to all you people in Florida, get over it. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that my blood has thinned and I am now a native Floridian. <laughs> well, our friend from Norway was telling us that she, go, she had to go to school in like three feet of snow every day. School's never closed over there. And it was funny because we got like two inches of snow here while she was here and we all shut down and didn't know what to do with ourselves. So then I, I imagine Florida, that's, what is this? What is this? Well, you know? and that's the thing because when I moved from New Jersey, I got rid of all my winter clothes. I said, okay, Oops. I'm done. 
Oops. Here you go, homeless. Enjoy. <laughs> God bless. Have fun. And when it gets down to 30 degrees in Florida, everyone scrambles for the Walmart and the Target, and they don't sell winter parkas <laughs> no. and things like that there. It's, so, no, no, no. Yeah. So well, we that's gotta, like trying to get a bathing suit up here this time of year. Kind of right, hard to do. Right. But. So as soon as we did outfit my kids in in, uh, in in all the requisite winter gear it shot right back up to 80 degrees so of course in florida can thank me <laughs> for that yeah of course as we do this show it's not you know 30 anymore so we have to we have to hope for a cold snap right right because this is going right, to be woefully be untimely for the people listening when it's when they're sweating again <laughs> in, in orlando but it, look it does happen and oh, one yeah, thing that so happens put it in, away for next hey winter's not over yet that's right and one thing that up. happens too is the in, here in florida and especially in disney world you'll be in shorts in the middle of the afternoon and you'll be bundled up at night because you might get that swing from 45 degrees to 70 degrees throughout the day and night so um actually one of my top <clears throat> things on my list it's sort of yeah. a it's sort of a plan more, more like a plan for a day okay. it's a way to spend an afternoon so um why I do know, i feel like you're going to cram five things into that i one. certainly you better believe it brother right. you know me all too well I but uh, I, I know you're going to steal my my number one thing on my list however i, I still want to be courteous to you and let you go first uh well if you want a little slice of winter in florida my favorite place to Don't stay say it. is the. Don't say it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> is it your number one? It is. You know, I made my number one because I knew you were going to steal it from me. Um, I'm speaking, of course, of your favorite place in mind, the Wilderness Lodge. Um, of course, you're in the, you're in the Northwest setting, so it already kind of feels like it's uh, you're in a winter wonderland outside. Um, but really, if it's cold, no better place to go than sitting in front of the fireplace. And not just one fireplace, but the other one. Uh, my favorite one is the one upstairs uh, that uh, few, fewer people seem to know about. And frequently you'll find that one empty, and that's a good place to cozy up. But um, I think I'm going to say this on every uh, one I do. Grab yourself a hot cocoa. Get your favorite blanket. Snuggle in front of the fireplace. And uh, that was your number one, too, wasn't it? My number one literally read... Snuggle up with Tim Foster and hot chocolate by the wait, wait, fire wait, 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 at the wait. Wilderness Lodge lobby. Well, I, I want to say, mine does not say snuggle up with Lou Mangello in front of the fireplace. I want to make that perfectly clear. It might not to say my, snuggle with Tim Foster, but it did say hot chocolate. Listen, hot chocolate by the fire at Wilderness Lodge. Even if you're not staying there, I'm sure you agree. Make the trip over there. And uh, it's a nice way to spend a few hours in that lobby. And there's... There's a lot to explore there and and things to do and things to see beyond just the hot chocolate. That's our favorite summer, so much less the winter. But, uh, yes, fire is very nice. Especially with the Christmas Christmas lights twinkling if the cold snap happened a little earlier in the year. Not now, but... Yeah, and the little village they make right there in the lobby, too, and the Christmas tree. It's it's awesome. It is awesome. Well, now that I stole your number one... I'm done. My list is over. All right. I have nothing else. (laughs) Well, right. why don't you move on to the other 27 you have? I'm sure you got one in there somewhere. All right. So I, I will um, – uh, my my next one on my list, you're right, is a multi-parter because when I thought about this, I right, think you get comfortable. Get comfortable. Get your right, little hot chocolate with your footy pajamas and, and snuggle up with yourself by the lobby at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, I, I think a place that you can go and when you first say, well, it's outside. It's cold. Why would I go to downtown Disney? I think no, it's you outside. Can. Well – Go with me here, Tim Foster. Oh, no. 
First of all, you got to remember a lot of the buildings are very close together, so you're not walking really long distances. But this is sort of my downtown Disney day plan, how you can spend the cold day in downtown Disney. And first of all, Tim Foster, I know you like to do this when you're down there. Wake up late, maybe if you're in a deluxe resort, get room service, little Aunt Jenny's over at Wilderness Lodge, or have a nice leisurely breakfast in your resort, or even better yet, Go for a nice character meal or a really nice breakfast. Go to Chef Mickey's, Kate May Cafe, make your way over to Boma, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Then head down or up or over to downtown Disney and you can shop and you can, even if you don't buy anything, there's a lot to see in all the stores. There's Lego, World of Disney, Team Mickey. Take your daughter or yourself, Tim Foster, to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Once Upon a Toy, The Days of Christmas, The Art of Disney. There are so many different shops down there. You can spend a few hours just wandering and just having a great time. And in places like World of Disney and Once Upon a Toy, you can be a kid again and just sort of play and shop. And there's lots of great merchandise. After you're done there, I suggest you, of course, bring food into the equation and go have dinner. Try someplace new like T-Rex Cafe, House of Blues. Bongos, Fultons, uh, one of the you know one of the Portobello Yacht Club, maybe one of the other places you might not normally make a trip down to to do. And then I give you two options for something to do at night, depending on your speed, budget, and or cup of tea. Certainly, you have to go see at some point. Take your family, take your loved ones to go see Lanuba, the Cirque du Soleil show, or just go catch a movie. There's the AMC Twenty Four Theater right in downtown Disney. Tim Foster, shopping, eating, entertainment, and breakfast. I've given you your day in the cold in downtown Disney. It doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. <laughs> wow. See that, you know what? That's a good thing to do. Uh, a, a good, uh, what to do when it's hot outside, too. That's right. See? I can repurpose See? exactly See? that and just do it when it's hot. All right, so just when summer rolls around, everybody forget this show, because... I'm going to say the exact same thing, right? (laughs) All right. Here's my next one. I got two words for you. Hot tub. That's it. (laughs) Now, this one... Please expand on that because (laughs) I I have a visual I need to get out of my head. All right. Well, I... I, uh, I can see that when if it's really bitterly cold outside, this still might not be a great idea. But if it's a chilly night, uh, going to find a hot tub is a wonderful way to warm up with a special lovely person of your choice. Notice I didn't say Lumangelo, even though... All right, never mind. I'm not going to go down that road. Um, we do not, by the way, have our celebrations planning meetings in hot tubs. That's not how yeah. we roll at Celebrations Press. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, hot tubs are all over the place as far obviously um, some of the, it's, it's nice to find one though that you can keep to yourself um, finding a quiet pool at your resort uh, sometimes they'll have a hot tub that's a good place to go um, but I think my favorite would be going to Stormalong Bay and seeking out the hot tubs that are by Beaches and Cream which are kind of tucked away and, and a lot of people don't really notice them so there's you should frequently find that they're wide open, available. So you sit down, enjoy the hot tub. Um, if you're even swimming in the pool at the at Stormalong Bay, be aware too. There's warmer parts to the pool, especially if you have 
make your way over to the deep end, you might find the water a little warmer. Just be sure that you've got towels with you and a bathrobe or whatever, because when you get out of that hot tub, it's going to be a little chilly. But as long as you're in that tub and you might be staying in there a really long time, not a bad place to spend a chilly night with a loved one. I'd also like to make sure that you're actually staying at the yacht or beach club. Well, you yeah, yeah. That, right that, this caveat, the, the storm long bay is only for residents of the yacht and beach club. You know, I like the Tim Foster so. lawyer voice there. That was nice. <clears throat> there. Right. That was the I was disclaimer. Disclaimer, Tim. Well, of course, I mentioned it in my first one. You knew it had to be part of my list. However, uh, let me expand on going to go have a nice dinner somewhere. Go have a nice, long, leisurely dinner. We've joked around in the past. Yes, I have had a six-hour meal over at the California Grill. But you can go, again, someplace with your whole family for that dining experience. And I was thinking about things like going, you know, while you're at Wilderness Lodge Lobby, waiting to have your hot chocolate, take everybody over to the Whispering Canyon. You Mm -hmm. can have a great you know, sort of warm your bones kind of family-style meal there. The other thing I really thought, though, Tim, and this might be a great idea to do uh, because you've got the dining, you've got the entertainment, something you might not otherwise think about doing, go out and go check out the Hoop-dee-doo musical review dinner show. Mm-hmm. I think it's something everybody who visits Walt Disney World has to do at least once and I don't know about you and your family. There are a lot of people that love that show, and it's something that they, you know, they do. It's their family tradition, and they see it every time or every other time they go down. And I think it's a great show and a great, you know, fun meal to go have when it's nice and chilly outside. Just be aware of that boat ride on the cold, cold, cold lake, if that's how you're getting over there. Or the warm, warm, fun. warm bus. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, well my next one see when I first started putting this list together I very quickly got into uh, go inside at blank mode and I realized I couldn't do that forever of course you want to go inside but if I were to pick an attraction of choice to duck into to make me feel a little warmer my choice is living with the land and um, and the plus is there you can go inside before you go inside the land pavilion you can even warm yourself up with some hot soup and yes hot cocoa if you'd like but as you take the living with the land tour especially when you get into the greenhouse area i think even on a a, a summer day I, you just feel warm in there it's it's obviously in the greenhouse so it's warmer but you're seeing uh you know f- flowering plants and green leaves and and sand and and uh i think even if you don't actually feel physically, like if you don't physically get warmer, it'll make you seem like it should be warmer because you're in a place that you normally associate with warm and with the sunshine and everything else. So if you're going to find an attraction to make yourself at least feel warm, that's my selection. The greenhouse at Living with the Land. Top 10 attractions that make you feel warm. Feel warm. And Not fuzzy. warm and fuzzy. Not warm and fuzzy. Just, just warm. warm. Warm and fuzzy is over on the others. Right. Those other- well, I, I'm going to tell you, I actually other- stayed out of the parks for my list. Uh, uh, see, a Lou rule that Lou didn't tell me about. No, okay. Well, you know, it's not a rule. I just figured, <laughs> okay, obviously, if you're in the parks, you're going to try and duck That's into my one, though. inside attractions as often as possible. I said, well, maybe you just don't feel like hitting the parks that day and bundling up the kids and getting the stroller and things like that. 
So I tried to think about things that you could do in your resort or maybe a quick bus ride or car ride over to another resort. And here, the kid comes out in me. I still do it. Oh, how I miss the Fiesta Fun Center. But to this day, Tim, I still Mm. get no longer a roll of quarters, but my little card, and I go to the arcade at any of the resorts (laughs) that I'm staying at and like to just sort of hang out there, play a lot of the retro video games. There's usually also air hockey and pinball and uh, some of the other sort of boardwalk-style games for kids to play and win prizes and things like that. Uh, My kids did it during our last trip. It was really cold that Saturday morning. My wife decided to take them for breakfast at at the resort and then go to the arcade over at Port Orleans, then went over to the Contemporary, hit the arcade there. They had a bunch of different games, different theming there as well. Um, and they had a blast, and they had a really good time. You don't have to worry about getting change in quarters. You could just load up one of those little arcade credit cards with credits, put it into any of the machines. Um, and again, all the time I spent in arcades as a kid, going back to why I didn't date very much. <laughs> oh, another piece of the puzzle falls <laughs> yeah. into play. So maybe we should move past this one quickly. Is there a video of you playing Guitar Hero somewhere? Please. <laughs> we could make that happen. <laughs> I think that would be great. All right, my next one for <clears throat> this is coming from the the hardy northeastern soul that I am. Apologies to everyone who lives in Michigan and Wisconsin because I know you're much tougher than I am. But here's the thing: yeah, it's cold outside, but you know what? Bundle up and go for it. Go on Big Thunder Mountain. Nobody will be there. You'll have it to yourself. (laughs) I I would say, though, you might want to avoid Splash Mountain. And, Lou, you know what I'm talking about since I know I got you wet last time we went on it and got everybody else wet. And that's not not fun when it's cold. Um, Cali River Rapids, not highest on the list. Cali River Rapids, yeah, you might want to shy away from it. But in the interest of what we talked about when it rains... And one of the things to do is just go for it anyway, because sometimes the parks clears out. If it's cold, don't worry about it. Just bundle up, have some fun. I will say the one thing um, that I did do once when it was cold when I was down there, not this recent cold snap, but another time, was to go see Illuminations, um, which, of course, we highly recommend anytime you're there. I will say this is more of a warning if it's cold, not as something to do when it's cold. If you do go and watch Illuminations, when it's cold, be sure to get yourself a hot coffee at any of the stands you'll find around World Showcase. That's a prerequisite. But number two, please, 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 please check which way the wind is blowing. Because I watched Illuminations one night on a relatively cold night with the wind blowing in my face. And I tears are running down my face. Not because of the emotional display that is in front of me, although I'm sure that had something to do with it. But just the bitter cold wind and smoke blowing in your face. You want to avoid that, especially on a cold night. Uh, one place I, I like to hang out, especially when I'm by myself, is over at the France Pavilion at the bottom of the bridge behind the kiosks that are there. You have It's somewhat limited viewing, but at least you can kind of huddle behind the walls that are there and uh, duck out of the wind and cold if it is, uh, if it is that way that evening. Uh, better than standing in with nothing in front of you but the whole lagoon and the fireworks and smoke and billowing winds and cold and, and all that sort of thing. And keep that keep that hot 
coffee with you and make sure you have a buddy so they can go get you another one if you get really cold. That's why you invite me on your trips. That's why. That's why. You are my coffee coffee go-boy. Coffee go-boy. And go get me a funnel cake while you're at it. (laughs) Well, I I think you make a great point about going to the parks and the attraction wait times being obviously much, much shorter. Some things else to keep in mind, too. There will be some attractions that are down for refurbishment, uh, whether it's because of the time of year or because they will sometimes close attractions if it is too cold. So I think a Cali River Rapids may be down. Obviously, the water parks <laughs> often close because of the weather. Uh, so definitely have to pay attention to things like that. Um, I don't really recommend going to Blizzard Beach when that name will be taken rather literally. Yeah, yeah, and they do. And they have, I mean, they've shut the parks. They've shut the water parks yeah. down, you know, because of cold. Um, Understandable. Cold. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I, I sort of... We need to step, go backwards real quick. Kind of a 4A to my arcade. The one thing that I, as I was saying it, I can't believe I forgot to mention, really a big part of the whole arcade experience. Certainly, I meant to include Disney Quest over in downtown ah. Disney. I, I meant to mention it, and I was so excited to hear what you had next on your list. Certainly, Disney Quest in downtown Disney. It is a hard ticket. You do need to pay extra to get into Disney Quest, but there are... Five levels of entertainment, and I don't want to go into it too much because that really can, and it will, be a separate segment for a show really talking about all the things that Disney Quest has because it's not just video games. There's a lot of interactive experiences. There are virtual reality things. Uh, A lot on on the five different levels for young kids going up to adults, uh, especially guys like me, kids of the 80s, child (laughs) in the video game era. So Disney Quest certainly is part of that whole arcade experience. And if you don't mind spending a little to spend the afternoon again, or you can add this to your downtown Disney plan from before, Disney Quest, certainly something you should go see. Finally, uh, and this actually is number five, and this is my last thing, Tim Foster. So I'm sticking to the rule. Wow, all right, of. I got one more too. Well, I'm combining a couple. But. Uh, you know, we talk obviously about <laughs> visiting the resorts and, and doing resort hopping and, and certainly... If this cold snap happens to hit during the seasons, we've talked about this at length, ad nauseum, about going to see the holiday decorations throughout the resorts. One thing I did want to throw on top of this is that if you are staying at a deluxe resort, or if you are a DVC member, or if you're staying at one of the the Disney Vacation Club villas, you may not be aware of the fact that they have community centers, which are places, indoor, heated, that you can go that have lots of different activities for you and or for your kids. They've got air hockey tables and board games and all different kinds of crafts. Oftentimes, if you're a, DV, uh, a DVC member, you can rent DVDs from the community center. You can either watch them there uh, in the community center on the TV or bring them back to your villa, um, especially, again, if you're staying at one of the DVC resorts, you've got one of the one, two, or the grand villas. It affords you a lot of space. And you know what? Tim, part of your vacation in Walt Disney World is being on vacation and That's not right. running around. And this is a great time to sort of just relax, stay in your footy pajamas, Tim Foster, um, you know, and sit in your in your resort room. Enjoy your Savannah view or enjoy, you know, Key West, I think is another old Key West, another great place. Um, actually, right there they have. Right next to the lobby, I think it's called Papa's Den, which is a sort of reference to Ernest Hemingway, um, has sort of this uh, this this reading library that you can take books out and just sort of, again, 
sit there and get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or sit in your room at Key West and look at the view. All the resorts have such nice views. It's a nice way to, listen, you're spending the money for the room. You might as well enjoy your time in it and not have to regret running from, from room to, from park to park. Still wondering how you know I have feet on my pajamas right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the fact that you still wear underoos, but we're going to move forward. Well, they're fun to wear. It's something super <laughs> cool. All right, never mind. <laughs> All right, my last one is uh, this is um, this one might be difficult to pull off because it requires exquisite timing, <laughs> and it's actually more of what my favorite time that I've been there when it's cold and uh, it wouldn't have coincided with this last cold snap but being at Mickey's very merry Christmas party when it's cold I think is a wonderful thing especially when you're when you're from uh, points north like I am and you're used to Christmas being cold and snowy and actually wintry and and not a balmy 70 degrees which it usually is when I'm down there around Christmas time um uh, there's nothing quite like walking down Main Street with, uh, as you like to call it, the soapy snow. Or or maybe real snow if you're lucky enough. Um, and, and like you said before, if, if it need be, go get yourself a sweatshirt. Maybe hard to find a lot of the time. I ended up finding one at the athletic club last time I was there. Which is nice, though, because when you're done, you can go and get yourself a nice hot hot dog. Or two, or three, or whatever floats your boat. Um but then my absolute favorite thing, obviously, would be to go out, enjoy the very Merry Christmas party, and get yourself, as we've mentioned many times before, a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. Mm, and that warms you up, and it's snowy, and it's Christmas, and all that. Now, granted, the cold snap has to happen at the time when you go into the party. It might not always happen, but if you can work it out so that's what happens, it's, a, I actually think, a really wonderful thing to experience. Well, and look, the great thing about any of the things that we mentioned on our list is that it does not have to be freezing cold and sleeting and snowing to enjoy all these things. There are things that you should do any time of year. And look, I certainly think uh, that the wintertime is one of, you know, the very, very best times of year to go to Walt Disney World. The weather is normally seasonably cooler, 50 degrees to 70 degrees. It's often value season, except, you know, on, on certain, obviously, holiday weekends. Uh, these things that we mentioned on the list, while some of them, yes, are take place in the parks, other things like the Hoop-de-Doo or going to some of these places in downtown Disney, some of these other restaurants, going to visit specifically Wilderness Lodge and going to have hot chocolate by the fireplace and maybe asking them, asking the cast members about some of the incredible details there or going to visit the Carrollwood Room over at the Wilderness Lodge Villas. There's so much more to explore outside the theme parks. It's fun no matter where you are, no matter what the weather is like. There is always something to do, whether it's spending time in your room or going out and seeing some of the things that you might not do otherwise. Uh, Again, sort of the purpose of this list. And again, much like me buying winter clothes, Tim, now that we've gone over the top 10 things to do when it's cold, it will never dip below 50 degrees ever again in Disney. Nope. Although I'm feeling kind of chilly right now. Thanks a lot. I think I need some soup. Well, thank you. As always, of course, you can check out all of Tim's great stuff over at GuideToTheMagic.com. He's got the Guide to the Magic series of books, including the Lost Journals. And of course, Tim Foster is my partner and really the beauty 
behind Celebrations Magazine. You can go and visit celebrationspress.com for more information, to subscribe, to back issues, or to send Tim uh, letters about his footy pajamas. <laughs> that would be nice. And for everyone anxiously waiting, issue nine is should be arriving anytime now. So watch your mailboxes. It should be showing up in a week or two or three, depending on your friendly neighborhood postal person. Great. Thanks again, Tim. You're welcome. Bye. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been been hoping that you so drop in. very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like my ice. mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's yours? That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again to Tim Foster from Guide to the Magic dot com and Celebrations Magazine, and of course, big thanks go out to you for taking the time to tune in. A couple of quick reminders before we go. Don't forget that if you have any questions that you want answered on the show, vacation planning, Disney trivia, Disney history, anything at all, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171 with a question, comment, or just to say hi from the parks. Also, if you want to discuss anything you heard on the show or the show itself, you can go to the forums at wdwradio.com or the fan page over on facebook.com slash wdwradio. Both are fun, they're free, great ways to share your opinions and interact with other listeners as well. Both sites have specific discussions about each episode as well as all things Disney. Again, you can find links to both right on the homepage of wdwradio.com. While you're there, be sure and sign up for our free new newsletter. We're going to be launching that in the next week or so, filled with information, articles, links, exclusive special offers, and lots more. Speaking of other ways to connect and to follow, if you aren't following me over on Twitter, head on over to twitter.com slash Sign up for a free account. Follow my instant updates throughout the day, especially when I'm at Walt Disney World. Lots like to play lots of different kinds of games, ask interactive questions, whatnot. Again, links to Twitter right on the homepage as well. Speaking of Celebrations Magazine, if you want to subscribe, order back issues, or contribute, you can go and visit celebrationspress.com. Please feel free to submit an article, a letter to the editor, a photo, suggestion, idea, anything at all. And if you have some time and talent that you may want to volunteer and help contribute, let us know how you might be able to help and be part of the Celebrations team as well. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all your Disney vacation planning needs. You can visit mousefantravel.com. If you're heading down to Walt Disney World, interested in possibly staying in a vacation home, be sure and visit allstarvacationhomes.com. And if you're thinking about buying or selling the Disney Vacation Club through resale, you can visit dvcbyresale.com. Also, very important, don't forget about the upcoming WDW Radio Cruise aboard the Disney Dream on February 27th, 2011. We're just over a year away, but we already have so many people coming aboard to join us for what's going to be an amazing four-night cruise to the Bahamas, Nassau, Castaway Key, Always so many more surprises in store that we're already working on, including special events, 
available only to people who book as part of the group. We're also all working on possible pre- and post-cruise rooms and events in Walt Disney World. So for more information, a free, no-obligation quote request form, photos, videos, so much more, visit www.radiocruise.com. Remember, too, cabin categories are beginning to sell out. So if you're thinking about it, book now. Remember, your deposit is fully refundable up until about 120 days before the cruise. And if you are coming or if you're thinking about coming, come by, chat, plan, get excited with other cruisers over in the forums. I'll put links to all those things again at www.radiocruise.com. And to hear more, you can go back and listen to show 143. As always, my friends, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review us in iTunes. Stay tuned to the show over the next couple of weeks for more information about more upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World. I'm trying to schedule February's and beyond now. Also, stay tuned for the next WDW Radio live video broadcast and chat. If you are going to be in the Naples, Florida area on Saturday, February 6th, 2010, I'm going to be doing a book signing over at the Barnes & Noble at the Waterside Shops on Tamiami Trail starting at 2 o'clock, probably going till about 4 o'clock. I'll put a link in this week's show notes to the Facebook event page as well as the forums in case you're interested in coming. Even if you have my Walt Disney World trivia books, please come by and say hi. Love to see you there again that Saturday, February 6th, starting at 2 p.m. The Waterside Shop, Barnes & Noble in Naples, Florida. And as always, thank you so very much for taking the time and for tuning in and for all your support in so many different ways. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. So until next time, you know to remember to always keep moving forward and take that step towards following your dreams. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks again. See ya. Hi, Lou. This is Andrea. Um, I'm from Alberta, Canada, so I'm one of your listeners from the North. I just discovered your podcast about a couple weeks before Christmas, and I've been downloading uh, previous ones and the updated ones. I really love all the videos that you have, and I hope you do more of those because I really love to be able to see the stuff that I miss so much when I'm not down there. Um, I just finished listening to your episode 153 where you talked about the KidCot fun stops, and while I don't have any kids yet, um, I'm only 25, and kids aren't in our plan for a while, I can just already say how excited I am for when our kids that we have are going to be old enough to be able to take them to Epcot and to do those educational fun activities that they have in the countries, because I know that as a kid, my first year when I went, when I was in first grade, we went to Epcot at their first park, because my mom had read somewhere that the best park to take a kid to first was Epcot, just so that way um, everything didn't compare to the Magic Kingdom and all the fantasy land and the characters and everything. And I was a nerdy kid growing up, so I immediately loved Epcot, uh, no questions asked. And the next year we went, we used to go every year and a half or so to Disney World. I got my passport. So when you were talking about the passports, I just thought back to when I had mine in third grade, and I still remember when I accidentally left it in the bathroom in the United Kingdom Pavilion and almost freaked out that I had lost it. Um, always talking to all the different cast members and it's just World Showcase is my favorite, favorite place in Disney World and as I got older we started staying closer to World Showcase we would stay at Yacht and Beach Club that way we would go over to Epcot basically every single night just to wander around and talk to the cast members and 
it's just so great all the things that they do there and I just love that you talked about the Kid Cut stations because while I knew that they existed I didn't really know everything that they were about since I've never actually experienced them myself since I don't have children um, and I think and I mean I don't know if they'll let us do it but my friend and I were both teachers and we're going there during Easter break and on our last day we were planning on doing the Segway tour in the morning and then you Kim Possible adventure because we haven't done that before we might try to actually make a mask and go to each station and really take our time that afternoon, if they let us, because we're going to be adults with all children. But we'll see if that happens. But thank you so much for talking about it. I look forward to hearing your podcast every single week. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Sharon from the snowy suburbs of Cleveland. Um, I'm calling about show 152 about the top ten special effects. And for me, I don't know if this counts, but for me, I would say it's the music. Um, I think it's so special when any park or resort you go into that the music is such a, um, gets you immersed in where you're at. And it's even fun that when you're home, you can listen to the music and it's a special effect even when you're home. Here I'm sitting at home looking outside at the snow and I'm listening to Epcot music, the entrance music, and it's taking me back um, of standing there in line just waiting and excited to get into the park. So to me, that would be a special, one of the top ten special effects for me. And thanks a lot for such a great show. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Meg and BJ from St. Paul, Minnesota. And we just got finished volunteering for our Give-A-Day, Get-A-Day promotion. Uh, we volunteered for three hours at the Goodwill, and it was really great. And uh, since we already have our multi-day ticket, we are going to be using this to get a Fast Pass for the day. So we're just so excited, and uh, we leave in 13 days. So thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> 